rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m.
Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Yay! Yes, yes, yes. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to and watching. Good morning, Aurora. A special edition. Bravo, says Addie Rubio. The time is now 9, 12 a.m. And you are listening to and watching. Good morning, Aurora. The second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we have a, they say, great song. Victoria Halamanonato is here. Have a seat right here, my dear brother, and let's bring it in. We have, ladies and gentlemen, live in studio, Corey O'Donnell. Thank you very much, for having me. Let's get, let's get squared away, my man. Let's get squared away. So, good to see you. Good to see you. The, uh, my, my place here. Uh, all right, guys, you're tuning in to a special show with a special guest. <sighs> good morning to you, my, my friend. <laughs> good morning to you, my friend. So let us know who you are and where you're from. My name is Corey O'Donnell. I grew up. Most of my uh, childhood in the south suburbs of uh, Lossmore, Illinois, better known uh, uh, to most people as Community of Homewood, Flossmore, which is the name of the uh, high school in that area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Familiar with that area. Uh, Volmer Road is uh, goes through there or about those parts. <laughs> oh, absolutely it does. I've been up and down Volmer a billion times. Yep. Um, so, uh, you are you recently played at Java Plus. I did. Um, that was your most recent show, I believe. First of all, as a guitarist and as an artist, how long have you been? How long have you been an, an artist and playing music? Well, I've been playing music since I was in fifth grade, actually. Um, but in more recent years. Uh, Since 1994, I remember it distinctly because I was a sophomore in college and when I bought my first, and still to this day, only guitar. Really? Yes. Okay. Does your guitar have a name? No, it actually does not. <laughs> no, but I'm sure I could, if, I, if you gave me some time, I can get, think of a few pretty good ones. Nice. Um, and it is, so it's Saturday morning. I want to thank you very much for just coming in and talking to us and playing a little bit for us. Um, what is your writing process? Um, well, I, uh, I've never been that much of a writer okay. of music. I, I specifically remember, I think I may have only written, um, one full song, which was for my father, which was years ago. It was kind of like either, it was either a Christmas present or, or a, uh, or a birthday present. One of the two, you know, I wrote him a song and, um, honestly, it's been too many years. I don't even remember what my actual process was um, and the only other thing that I've written lately is just something that I I put together um, just impromptu really on piano and I, I only started it I I never really finished it okay yeah all right mm -hmm. um, now you grew up in Homewood Flossmoor area where do you live now 
Now I'm in Naperville. Okay. All right. Um, and how often do you play? Do you go out very much? Do you how? When's your next show? Uh, currently, I uh, my next show, actually official book show, is a few months down the road. Because uh, right now a lot of places are booked pretty solidly for at least the next two or three months. So, but I just booked a show for myself just uh, just recent, very recently, like within the last twenty four hours, um, at a place in downtown Oswego. Actually, it's a it's a brewing company in downtown Oswego. Brother Chimp. That's actually in North Aurora. Uh, the one I'm referring to is. It's a new location of, I should probably take back the part where I said brewing. It's more of, it's actually Fox Valley Winery. Oh, okay. Yeah, they yeah. have a new location right in downtown Oswego, right down the street from the library there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful, wonderful new location. It's very beautiful. All right, good stuff, mm -hmm. good stuff. Yeah. Um, so as a, as a, as a musician, um, the guitar is not the only instrument you play. Correct. What else do you play? Well, my first and primary instrument, if we want to get really technical, is cornet. Okay. Which is an actual an instrument that was used very, very popularly in the 20s and 30s by one very well-known musician by the name of Louis Armstrong. Oh, yes. Louis yes. Armstrong. Yes, yes. He had a band back then called the, uh, well, he originally called it the Hot Fives, and then he added two more people later on, so then he called it... Uh, the Hot Fives and the Hot Sevens or something like that. I don't know. But uh, anyway, back then, cornet was uh, widely used in, uh, in jazz. Nowadays, uh, well, we've progressed a lot since then, and nowadays the trumpet has actually become more of the staple instrument used in jazz. And when I was in fifth grade, at about 10 years old, that's when I started playing cornet. Then four years later, when I started high school, uh, I got my first and only, by the way, to this day, trumpet. And so I started, but I started using the trumpet for jazz, but I continued to use the cornet for the symphonic band. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You, uh, you express great elation when you talk about your instrument. I, I do. Thank you very much. I, I try to be as... Uh, well, I guess he laid it as you, as possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and you know, if we're if you would like to know more about the instruments that I play, uh, it it was also I'm referring back to 1994 when I got my first guitar. That was also when I started learning how to play piano. Uh, yes, you did mention that. That's okay. All right, right. let's let's yeah. talk piano now. Yeah, I was uh, the way it became about was. I was a music major in college, and every music major has to take at least two piano courses, two basic piano courses. So I took those two basic piano courses, fortunately passed them both, and from there, um, I never had really actual piano private lessons, uh, never. Um, from the things that I learned in my two piano courses in college, I took that knowledge and I just applied it to the learning music that I already knew and loved, which would be kind of like, well, you know, if you think about, you know, 70s and 80s uh, rock and pop, and you think piano, you know, the two names that usually come to mind for most people are Billy Joel and Elton John. So uh, it was then that I started learning how to play music by those guys. 
And to this day, I still uh, the bulk of my the bulk of my shows uh, when I go out to perform is usually um, material by those two gentlemen. Okay, mm -hmm. so learning those two great pianists is what propelled and created your skill and ability to play the piano. Yes, sir. Okay, all right. That takes a lot of a lot of dedication. About perhaps as much dedication as as being classically trained on it and things. Just about because um, if you del if you do a little bit of research into you know their music, like really get down into what they what kind of music they write. Um, it's uh, it's not it's not exactly easy stuff to learn. Hmm. Yeah. How so? What is I mean for for those of us who don't play piano, right? What, I mean, how could... right? Yeah. Uh, well, you, you know, you have um, lots of lots of different uh, chord changes, and you have sometimes some very complicated chords in there that uh, that require the the at least the basic skills that I learned back in those two courses. About, that's where I learned all about chords, chord progressions, and if you have a good base knowledge of chords and chord progressions, you can easily apply that knowledge um, to learning music of Billy Joel or Elton John or Barry Manilow or pretty much any any um, any any piano player out there who uh, whose music is well known in the in the in the styles of rock and pop. Okay. What would you classify your style of music as? Well, it really kind of depends on which instrument I'm playing. Uh, if I'm playing, you know, piano, uh, I'm usually playing rock and pop from the 70s and 80s. Uh, if I'm playing guitar, it's uh, it could be it could be pop and rock anywhere from the 60s through the 90s. Uh, the tune that I played uh, earlier, "Breakfast at Tiffany's," is from the 90s. Um, but I also can play tunes that go back to the 60s that, you know, you're talking about guys like, you know, uh, Van Morrison and Simon and Garfunkel. And um, then if you talk about the trumpet, then I can play a wide range of stuff. I can play classical. I can play jazz. I can play um, symphonic band stuff, which is, you know, symphonic band, uh, that's the context of a large group setting that it has been that I have the most experience with. The second uh, greatest experience I have, uh, a close second, would be um, jazz. So okay. those, that's how you would sort of break it down depending on the instrument. That I and you and I talked before we started recording initially that the that's that that's your your familiarity is with other players in a band setting. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, now let's talk about those bands. What 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 bands were you a part of uh, before going solo? Uh, doing solo work and right, still work with bands. Right. Uh, I was uh, mainly with. Um, we're talking basically about school uh, right now. So uh, I symphonic band. I've been a part of symphonic band settings from grade school all the way up through college and even beyond college too. Uh, one of my first jobs was uh, way down downstate Illinois and I was in while I was doing a job there I was also involved with um, uh, I think a small jazz ensemble as well as also uh, I was in a I was in a choir setting as well we did uh, we did some excerpts of I think Handel's Messiah if I'm not mistaken yeah I'm pretty sure yeah that was my first experience well 
probably not my first experience in choir, but my it could have been my first experience doing Handel's Messiah. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quite an eye-opening experience it was. Doesn't too. happen often, right? Oh, no, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so since then, I've um, I've been actually, you know, with performing, I really performing has been a lot more of a recent thing for me. Really, it has because um, for many years I wasn't really involved much in playing or performing. But uh, within the last, I don't know, I'd say you know five to ten years, I've been starting to um, learn who some of the local groups are around here, some of the local bands, and some of the local solo artists as well. And my goal is to, um, you know, I, I love to collaborate. So if there, wherever there's more opportunity for collaboration with either one other person or several other people. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm I'm most comfortable with. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Who have been some of your um, uh, influences? Yeah, besides Billy Joel and Elton John, that's where you got your piano. You learn piano from. Who else though? Who else has been or made an impression on you at the very least? Yeah. Well, I made a I I, I made a mention of a, of a third piano player in there too, uh, Mr. Barry Manilow. So when I was a very, very young child, my parents used to listen to Barry Manilow because I was a child in the 70s and Barry Manilow, his, you know, his heyday was the 70s. So they, uh, you know, they would, they would play his music and somehow I just, I just, they played it so often. I just kind of, it, stu it stuck in my head and it stayed with me through until this very day. And having remembered all that music was was one of my inspirations to to learn his music and um so i've he would be he would you know he'd be like the number he'd be like the number three person on the list there for learning piano music um other influences um going back to the my days of childhood you know um there was a lot of there was a lot of great music in the 70s so yes uh, to this day i still have a, a very strong appreciation um for groups uh, that were big in the '70s, like the Eagles and Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Great Chicago, and you know, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Although in the '70s, obviously, because I was a child, I wasn't I wasn't purchasing music, so I had to basically just go by whatever my parents had, <laughs> you know. So, but that was okay because it, it provided. Uh, a good base of music uh, for for where I was going to go with that in my adulthood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, how do you how do you define yourself as an artist? Like, what do you want your listeners to capture? I want my listeners to capture um, the. The, the spirit of of the music, I guess. Um, you know, to I want them to capture the this, this the sound that is that is very memorable to people when they first heard the music such a long long time ago. And I I do that um, by you know learning learning the songs as as well as I can on piano. Um, but my my greater strength is actually singing in the styles 
of of certain artists. So, you know, Billy Joel and Elton John, um, I can I can literally sing one of their songs to the point where if you're closing your eyes, uh, you may or may not know if it's if it's the real guy or if it's me. Yeah. Right. The reason why I ask such a lofty question, which <laughs> could uh, which could which could you know give any range of an answer, is because kind of like how we were talking before, you know, what is Good Morning Aurora about, right? I I want I want my listeners, as I mentioned. I want them to enjoy life for that hour in the morning, to listen to something new, a new person doing this, a new store doing this, new, you never heard it before, you never seen it. That's, so that's the, the purpose of it. And I know that people, when they do create anything, whether it's art or music, they're doing it for a purpose. I was just trying to establish um, what that, you know, that purpose. Uh, the time is now 9.29 a.m. Anna Sierra, good morning to you. Karina Suarez-Darden, good morning. Victoria Halamandonado, Aisha Saxon, all of you wonderful, beautiful people. Good to see you guys this morning. Good morning to all of you out there. Yes, Hello. yes. We have Corey O'Donnell here, ladies and gentlemen. Hit the claps for Corey. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we got a lot of audience. Yay. Yay. All audiences. All right. Um, so... Uh, we, and we're going to play a, uh, we, you know, you're, you're gracing us with some music. We'll play an outro song here momentarily. Sure. Um, but one of the things I'm interested to get from you is about technology and the social media of the day and its impact on music. Is it taking from? Is it taking away from creativity or is it adding to it? Um. Well, that's a very, very interesting question, and I... I can flesh it a little bit more if, if need be. Yeah, So, So, maybe. for example, we were, you know, it used to be the big band. Yes. Everybody was playing the instrument. There's a guy on the cymbals. There's a drummer. There's a bassist. There is a, there's a pianist. Yep. Now, those are sounds that can, we can add that later. We can indeed, yes. Uh, well, when you, I guess really it's a matter of convenience, I guess, for a lot of people, I suppose. If they don't have the means or the resources to have actual musicians provide those sounds, then they go with, you know, they just buy whatever kind of technology they need in order to reproduce those sounds. The only problem is that it's never going to sound as, as unique as, as the real thing so you know they may be they may be getting what you know what they want but they're still sort of missing that uh, that magical quality of, of the uh, of making music and, and collaborating with other musicians I think speaking of uh, other musicians is there anyone that you've not yet worked with that you would like to work with hmm uh Yes, I, I do have a friend who um, I met a couple of years ago who um, is a piano player and singer. Um, very, very talented uh, young lady. She, um, I was actually uh, supposed to do a show with her uh, recently, uh, but circumstances did not provide for that to happen. 
So uh, I'm still looking forward to working with her because she has a lot to offer. She knows a lot of music, very talented. Like I said, she's a great singer. So she brings a lot to the table. And uh, one of these days in the near future, I am looking forward to working with her. Okay. She's originally from Germany, actually. Right. All right. Mm -hmm. um, now, venues and locations, anywhere that you'd like to, I'm sure you, you know, like to play anywhere that I have you, but uh, are there some key locations or venues that you're really interested in getting a chance to perform at and do your thing and be seen? Um, I would like to have more exposures, of course, to more, uh, to some of the more local coffee shops um, right here in downtown Aurora um, and other coffee shops, because I know coffee shops are, uh, are pretty, major thing is you know people everywhere enjoy coffee they enjoy sitting down and getting stuff done at the coffee shop so they're there for a significant amount of time I'd like to be there to provide a little bit of you know music um, while while they sip their coffee or do their homework or work on their business stuff online or something like that Scroll, uh, Facebook whatever it is yep so <laughs> whatever they want to do I, I would also like to uh, be have a chance to um, perform in more, um, I don't know, bigger, for lack of a better word, bigger places, I guess, you know, uh, more places that attract um, larger crowds as well. And I've done that before, too. Um, but, uh, you know, like, I'd like to, like, like I said, I booked a show recently, uh, but the show is not until March uh, because of how, because of they were pretty well booked for the next two or three months, uh, the, the Fox Valley Winery, that'll be, right. that'll be in March. So I would like to uh, play in more of those types of places because I know, of course, you know you have your coffee drinkers, but you you also have your wine drinkers and and your beer drinkers too, you know. And so breweries or wineries uh, would be another would other places that I would like to uh, perform in and uh, be able to you know, play my music for them as well. Karina Lafontaine, good morning, dear friend. Good to see you, Karina Suarez Darden. What is up? Once more, one more time. Um, now, how can people find you and contact you? Well, they can certainly find me uh, through my uh, Facebook page, which, uh, which I do have one that is dedicated entirely to uh, music. I also have a website that's also dedicated to my uh, uh, also to my music. So, um, if you just you know. Do a Google search of my name, you'll you'll find my 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 artist page there. And if you go to uh, my website, which is CoryLDonald.live, uh, you can you can find some some good stuff about me there too. Right. All mm -hmm. right. Uh, now you will be playing us an outro song, my good man. Yes, sir. Um, and we're gonna showcase you doing that. You have a lovely guitar, by the way. Oh, thank you. Lovely thank you. guitar. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready for a little bit more music here. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> Here we go.
a new game. Now banana rolling, hey, hey, skipping and a jumping. In the misty morning, fall with us. Ah, my heart's thumping in you, my brown eyed girl. Supporting live music, supporting your local musicians, because believe it or believe it or not, they really do truly appreciate it, they, including myself. On behalf of them, I thank you. Morning, Aurora is proud to have had Mr. O'Donnell on the show. Thank you guys for tuning in, and now you can have the rest of your Saturday back. As we always tell you, take care of yourself and each.